Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Eliza Kelly, and today I am with a fellow Leo, Leo Sun, a Libra rising, a Taurus moon. It is the very elusive, mysterious astrologer, but one of my absolute favorite, Wayne Gonzalez. It's so lovely to connect with you. I'm such a fan of your work. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, wow. What an introduction. You know, the Leo <laughs> and me is eating that up. <laughs> well, I mean, it's from from one Leo to another, we just, you know, we can't, sun sees sun, you know, sun recognizes sun. There you go. There you go. Because I, I absolutely <laughs> adore you and watch all of your posts. They're, they're great. I love it too. Well, something that, you know, when I first came across your pages, um, something that, that really resonated with me is just how, well, first of all, how comprehensive they are, you know, you, you really dive into astrology and you go into incredible detail with your analysis, but you do it on really accessible pop cultural topics. And I love the fusion of those. Um, I love sort of taking something that everybody knows that's in the collective consciousness and then, and then, you, but you don't cut any corners in your deep dives. I mean, you go full esoteric and I think that that is, you know, and each one is, it takes a lot of time. I mean, th these analyses aren't just quick, you can't churn them out, but there must be some Gemini, some like fast moving thing in your chart that can do it because you're, you're really, it's like you're processing in real time. Right. Um, so for anyone who isn't, who's listening, who isn't yet familiar with your accounts. Um, there's two accounts, at least that I know of. Maybe there's more. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the space, how Psychic Wayne and Bruce Wayne came to be and mm -hmm. what they mean and, and how you've started to use social media with your work? Sure. Um, to make a long story short, yeah, I've read tarot since I was probably a kid. And you know, I used to do radio. I still do radio reading the tarot. So there was this uh, producer uh, approached me. He was like, oh, we'd like to do something with you on TV. This had to be maybe 2010, 11. But then when he saw the cards, he was like, well, we don't know if that'll really work well. So I said, oh, let me see what will work well. So I thought about astrology. I had never studied it intensely. I knew a little bit about it. And at that moment, I started to study astrology and I became so fascinated with it that I just never stopped. And so I guess now we're looking at what, uh, nine, eight years of me studying it intensely. But needless to say, that producer never got back to me about even though I took the astrology. <laughs> You're still on red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the catalyst to push me into doing the astrology. And it's really interesting that you, you notice how I, I take the current events, I take the pop culture, the things that everybody is paying attention to, and I use astrology to demonstrate that. That's really, really my goal. And to make it mm -hmm. interesting and to make it fun. Because when I see some of the astrology posts, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. It gets a little complicated for me. So I've developed kind of my own style of, of trying to simplify it as simple as I can and then putting it out there. And, you know, I've mm -hmm. learned I could bust out a post in five, ten minutes. <laughs> I've learned to do that over the past yeah. four, four years. And you wonder why over the past four years? <laughs> because of Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I I love to do his, you know, post from what was going on with him, and I was just you know, put it together and then be able to post it. 
So it's that's so interesting that you should mention it. I often say like, you know, in this almost like poetically anecdotal way that it was so different being an astrologer in the Obama era. <laughs> and it really was. Right. It was so different. <laughs> One, I would say the biggest difference is that there were a lot more skeptics. Oh, yeah. There were a lot more people who were like, oh, that's pseudoscience, whatever. There was a lot more just sort of public pushback. Right. In the past four years, in, since we've had Donald Trump in the White House, the amount of interest in astrology, metaphysics, esotericism has skyrocketed out of control. And mm -hmm. I think it's because it's so chaotic in the government and there are not there aren't like definitive leaders who are really like well you know this is of course also my perspective which you will talk about in, in a minute too is that astrologers are also people right. who have view but it, from my point of view it's become so chaotic and so crazy in the government and in in this sort of you know not just the executive branch across all the branches that people are looking for answers and they're saying, well, we know that these systems don't work. So what do the astrologers have to say? What do the clairvoyants have to say? What do the tarot readers have to say? Right. And they're putting a lot of pressure on us <laughs> to really deliver and show up. And I don't know if you're experiencing this, but I have found my, I found myself talking about it with my own therapist, mm -hmm. talking about how it's, there's a real stressful dissonance right now where everyone is so hungry to know what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And we as astrologers have to have a minute to process, you know, at least I do. I can't, pro you know, if I'm processing in real time, you're going to get a very different result than if I can ruminate on something for right. 24 hours, right. you know? Right. Well, the thing about that is I, I think part of this, the reason that people are turning to astrology and that kind of thing is because, you know, we're in the age of Aquarius now. That's part of it. But like you said, people need answers. They're looking for something to kind of calm them down because anxiety is high. Everything is just, it seems a bit out of control. A lot of stress, yes. a lot of pressure, a lot of it. I would imagine that there's part of you that, you know, just really enjoys it. Like, you know, likewise, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it. Mm -hmm. But how do you also feel that pressure to be like, well, what do you have to say? What is going to happen? What's going to happen? And if so, how are you reconciling that? Uh, well, like you said, we're, we're human. And sometimes it, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think sometimes when I do these, these readings, it freaks me out, but I can't put that freak out into the public. You know what I mean? Because I want to have some sense of calm, but, but be true at the same time. And, and people don't know, and, and you should know too, like when I look at my own transits, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't look at my transits. Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> Stop doing that, Dan, because I re it really, sometimes I can't even concentrate. That's the downfall to me about being an astrologer. If you know it, you look at it, you kind of sense, okay, this is what's going on. But I need to be more like you then. I do. Well, I, I had to stop. I mean, I had to because it was just, it was what I have found to be a much better system for me is mm -hmm. let the thing happen, then look at the transits. Wow. Looking at the transits after something happens that sparks my interest mm -hmm. rather than try to do my predictive work on my own transits because 
you know, you can future trip. And if you have the skill set to do it, it's like, I'm going into, now I'm going into 2024, 2027, 2030, like, oh, fuck, (laughs) I'm dead. You know, like my chart, there's no way I'm surviving, right? Which is just not a healthy and productive way of living, you know? And then if you add the progressions on top of it and you add all of these different, I mean, I died maybe five years ago, according to that. So it's not, it's just, it, it, I think it starts off at least it did for me where my chart was home base for where I would practice, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. but over the years, as I've moved out of my chart and into working and being a consulting astrologer and have seen so many more hundreds and thousands of charts I no longer need to use my chart as the point of reference for all of, you know, how transits work. Mm -hmm. So I don't even want to know half the shit that has happening in my chart. You know, know (laughs) I have too much information. After all these years of studying astrology today, you've taught me something. You really have. have Because it it really, sometimes it'll, it'll stress me out so bad. And then the transits will kind of end or or whatever. And then I'm like, Okay, but I'm I'm already thinking about 2021 all the way up to 2022. You're 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 great. Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, and if that's happening on a on a personal scale, on a micro scale, you know, on a macro scale, when we're thinking about the world (laughs) and we're thinking about what this moment means, it's you know, I as I had been mentioning, you know, I'm. I'm a person, you're a person, we're people and astrologers, and we're not prophets. And I'm starting to get very concerned about, you know, the desperation for people to have information and to get answers, especially in a time of such uncertainty. And then astrologers, spiritualists, you know, all of these influencers really leaning into how hungry people are for that information and abusing that power. It's so easy to do that, you know, and if you're in a position like you or myself are, you can see how you, you would, your, your following would just skyrocket if you were to make these huge, massive, shocking predictions, you know, but is it the ethical thing to do? I don't think so. No, I, I agree. What my predictions, I, you know, like I said, I'll take that event and then just say, oh, this is probably what's going to happen. But I don't know if you, you saw it, but um, there have been a couple of people online that have been scamming where they took, uh, this happened to me two or three times already. They took my stuff, like my brand and my, some of my pictures, and they put up a, an account as if it's me. And then they go in and they email the people saying, oh, this is Wayne. You want to get a reading? Send me the money here. Yeah, I, let's talk about that for a second, because that's, I, I have been seeing that happen, and it's really fucked up and really problematic. It happened with um, a couple of other amazing practitioners who have been on this podcast. It Mm -hmm. happened with with witch Dr. Alex, for instance, someone literally emulated his entire account, screenshot everything, replicated it, and then started DMing people being like, 30 bucks for a reading. (laughs) And it's like, what? And, and I had no clue until people started to say, oh, do you have a second account? And they're very clever with it, where they'll put one, one letter off. So it look, when you look at it, it looks like my, my page, you know? Yes. But so yeah. this, is, this is an alert for everyone listening, is that this is, a, this is a new scam that's happening where people are mirroring professionals and going and sliding into random people's DMs, 
offering very cheap readings for <laughs> frankly, you know, $30 a reading. Come on, give me a break. No, that. And, what I, what I and then, and collecting cash and, and pretending to be other people. I mean, this is, that's, a, that's like a fraud, you know? Now, it's on a big scale because some of the, some of what they do is that they'll say, Oh, it's a $30 reading. Then they go into this whole stuff about, Oh, you got a curse on you. You got to send me all this money. It's just really crazy. Is that how it unfolds? A couple of them, yes. Holy yeah. shit. It didn't happen to, to me because we get, I shut it down. But yeah, there's another person that I know. Yeah, they kept saying, oh, okay, well, you, you paid that for the reading. Now, you know, somebody has done something to you, so I have to, I have to fix it. So you have to send me this, oh, God, it's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, that's, that is a, that's really a tremendous problem. I mean, and the interesting thing is that is exposing how much how how many opportunities there are for people to exploit this on a small scale mm -hmm. and then also on the large scale because on a small scale it's like these interpersonal dms where somebody's like 30 dollars, but i'm going to need now 10 more because you got a hex on you mm -hmm. and i'm going to have to take that <laughs> off and upcharging for right. like fake services and that's like on a one-to-one -one. and then on the macro scale there are these astrologers and spiritualists and mystics whatever who are saying wake up there's more to come and to me it's like duh of course there's <laughs> fucking more to come that's what astrology is there's always more to come right like utilizing that language to try to like get people more riled up is a, distinctly manipulative absolutely and that's what you're going back to what you were saying about people people are you know they're anxious right now they need answers so if that's what they're offering somebody's coming into your dm saying i can fix it don't worry i can fix it yeah, there's going to be one or two people to fall for that. And that's just not cool for anybody no. to fall for that. So what do you think, um, <laughs> against all that, what's going to happen? Well, what do you think <laughs> about the astrology of 2020 versus, let's say, the astrology of 2021, um, what we're moving into? Well, the good news of it is, is that, you know, we got the grand conjunction that's going to happen next month. Uh, Saturn and Jupiter are going into Aquarius. I think that's going to be great because Saturn, again, is going to be in, well, it's a traditional rule of Aquarius. And the last time Saturn was in Aquarius, we got the internet. So I think the next two years are going to be a lot of big moves for technology. Huge. I thought by now, though, we'd be driving the air car like the Jetsons. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay, I was driving today and I was in my car and I was like, it was raining here in New York, and I was like, windshield wipers? What? Like, these, no one has done anything more with windshield wipers since, like, the beginning of cars. Like, I can't believe that this back and forth, these little hands back and forth is the best that we can do for rain still. Is it that we, we're like, it works, so there's no reason to evolve? Shouldn't there be some sort of, like, suction or vacuum or like something that's like taking the water off of the screen i mean the fact that they're windshield wipers i was just like oh this has i hope that this is one of the things that saturn and aquarius changes because this is embarrassing well you know they had this and i don't this was maybe a, a year or two ago i saw the commercial about if you there's some and i don't know if it worked i didn't buy it because you know it doesn't rain a lot here <laughs> it's some kind of something you you spray onto your windshield and wipe it in or whatever and then it becomes more water repellent. I don't know if it really worked, but you know. I mean, at least it's something. At least somebody's thinking about windshield <laughs> wipers. Because to me, I was—I I couldn't believe it when I really like tuned in. I was like, 
<laughs> this is like Model T Ford, you know? This is like the original car design has somehow lasted this entire time. We don't even have better fucking windshield wipers. That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm quite excited about um, Jupiter and Saturn meeting in Aquarius. I think that, you know, the astrology of next year, 2021 I have I mean obviously the things that we do now in these last few weeks of 2020 and what how we set up shop mm -hmm. is going to influence what 2021 looks like but it's definitely not 2020 astrology I mean 2020 astrology it was particularly horrendous oh you know that God. was the whole thing <laughs> and, and I don't know if you ran into it but I had to cut up a, a set a couple of people straight they're like well since you're the astrologer and all this why don't you tell us about this COVID thing a, you know, I don't know, I don't know what COVID was, but what I did say, you know, back in probably 2018, when Saturn and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn, you know, something's gonna pop off because the last, the last time they were together, we got the AIDS of our well, no, the last yeah, 1982, yeah, but the, yeah. before after that, I think it was 9/11, and then even at the pandemic of 1918, they were aspected in some way, so yeah patterns we know we know that when this happens something big or something pretty eventful happens but no nobody's i didn't know it was going to be i had never heard of covid of course not but i knew something was going to happen i just didn't know what you know what i mean yeah i mean i think that astrologers have really been telling people that the astrology and and not just astrologers in 2018 and 2017 astrologers in the 70s were saying take a look at this 2020 shit they're going to deal with. The astrology is really intense. You know, we have the Saturn and Pluto conjunction. Mm -hmm. We have Jupiter and Pluto conjunction. And we have the great conjunction all happening within the same calendar year. Right. I mean, any one of these singular events would have been a big deal. And the fact that they have all been consolidated on top of each other in 12 month span is absurd. <laughs> it is bizarre astrology. Unbelievable. And, and don't forget, you know, Uranus and Taurus in that fixed sign where it doesn't really like to be. But I'm hoping, and I, I'm obviously, you know, there's a lot of good to come out of that. I think the whole thing of um, them coming up with cures and medicine for this has to do with Uranus and Taurus because it's forcing us into the future with Earth-related Earth things, you know. I totally Totally agree. Yeah. You know, the politics of vaccines is so complicated because I am so pro-science and mm -hmm. I am so, and I am, of course, can't wait for there to be a vaccine if it is possible. There's not yeah. always a vaccine possible. We don't have a vaccine for HIV AIDS, you right. know, as an example. So if it is possible for us to create some sort of a vaccine, I'm all for it. However, under a Trump administration, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I'm for that. You know, if if there is less, if I, if we can trust the fact that the science is not being meddled with, then I think that it'll be really exciting to see what possibilities there are available. And I think that when we get into Jupiter Uranus conjunctions, Saturn and Uranus conjunctions, or squares rather in 2021, I think that that's really when the innovation is going to be moving and picking up and hopefully being able to disseminate. Right. I think that really is going to be a, a lot of breakthroughs with that. But even you're right about the there's no vaccine for AIDS. But with this, I mean, I think because we are an age of Aquarius, things have moved a lot faster. 
you know? Yes. And I, to, to that point, with this great conjunction upcoming on December 21st, um, the last time we had the great conjunction was in 2000 during the Bush-Gore election. And it's hard to not look at the parallels between, you know, a contested political presidential election. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying, well, is it going to be the same? And the answer, of course, is a resounding no. Why would it be the fucking same? It's been 20 years later. You know, we're 20 years into the future. We can, of course, see the, the, the themes. You know, the thematic link is very strong. But that doesn't mean that the outcome is the same. Right. Like, if we are on the same sort of cycle where we have sort of similar lessons and we're talking about the electoral college and we're talking about what you know, w- what it means to be in this giant country with a two-party system, of course, we're going to be having the same conversations, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be a repeat of exactly the same thing that happened during the last great conjunction. Right. I absolutely agree. I mean, not only that, I mean, we've, we've 20 years have, <laughs> have come and gone. I mean, it's just like a different kind of time. So the grand conjunction then you know, it's going to be different now than it was then. Yeah. And so, and we can't just say, we can't just separate these two things and say, well, they're the same without acknowledging all of the stuff that has happened since. For instance, September 11th came the very next year, you know, that obviously created a huge paradigm shift in so many ways. Right. Everything that's happened from 2000 to 2020 has shifted the collective consciousness has changed the way that we understand these things has opened up new conversations and closed other conversations that probably should have remained open and but we find ourselves here sort of dealing with similar themes but that doesn't mean that it's a one-to-one you know right especially like things like me too when jupiter went into scorpio that was totally (laughs) that was huge huge totally right (laughs) so now we have that jupiter and scorpio information what I think is very interesting, and if I, there are any last people listening to this podcast who are still undecided as to whether or not they want to continue forward, this will be the defining point that I think the QAnon fellows drop off now, um, which is, and that's fine with me, um, which is that Jupiter in Scorpio is what exposed me to, and now Jupiter in Capricorn making these conjunctions to Pluto is really distorting the things that we learned. We have totally lost touch with what actually was going on with the point of Me Too and have now distorted it into these bizarre QAnon conspiracy theories where you can't, like, everything is a code for being a pedophile. Every single thing you eat, you touch, you sleep on, you put on your face is freaky code created in these, like, crazy webs of QAnon madness. Have you unfortunately familiarized yourself with any of this rhetoric? Yes, I have. I even did post about it, about people with all of this stuff. You know, they come into my comments, you know, putting whatever these lies are, whatever these stories are. And I run them out of there and say, you know, come on, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not, with, not this, that with room, get out, get <laughs> off my porch. <laughs> I, I use a few more choice words than that, but it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelie- it I, is unbelievable. I lost, a, I lost a couple of followers behind it, long-time followers, because I'm like, you're buying into this stuff, and it's, it's absolutely, there's nothing, there's no evidence behind it. There's a purpose and an agenda behind it, and you have to know the difference, you know? Yes, and part of being an astrologer is being a critical thinker. It's about 
consolidate. It's about taking information, thinking about it, being thoughtful and presenting multiple truths, right? The fact that QAnon already and like saying the democratic lizard people, Hollywood elite, pedophile, pizza hut, pizza gate. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but it's so distorted and demented. And it's like, if you unfold it, it all just leads to this weird sort of evangelistic Satan worshiping thing. And it's like, don't waste my time with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, we're in the information age and they are exploiting that to no end. And, you know, YouTube is full of that. And people say, oh, I was listening to this guy on YouTube and you should listen to it. No, I'm not listening to anybody <laughs> on YouTube. You know? Well, you know, one of these very persistent anonymous commenters who might as well be like a 16-year-old boy in like Moscow who's getting paid to post these comments on my page. Mm-hmm. I, for all I know, he might as well be, you know, he's insistent, insistent that I watch this YouTube video. So finally, I was like, you know what, kid, whoever you are, anonymous person on Instagram, (laughs) I'm gonna fucking watch it. So I watched this stupid ass video on YouTube, wasted my time. I also like tried to speed through it. It was clips of every single thing you could ever imagine. It was like John Lennon was there, Obama was there, FDR was there, JFK was there, Mm -hmm. the World Trade Centers were falling, we were going on the moon. It was like this, It was like a highlight reel of the last 150 years. Uh And I was skipping forward because who has time for this? It's a two hour video. Skipping forward, trying to get to like, okay, where then Kanye shows up and Al Gore shows up and then there's Hillary Clinton. Then there's a lizard, like legit. It just does a jump. (laughs) And by the time I get to the end, I skip forward and it's like the world is being controlled by occult Satan worshipers. And it was just such a waste. It was such a letdown. How boring. What a boring condition to come to. But you know, I think that they actually do that on purpose just to see if people are going to take it and run with it. Well, I know that not everyone got to the end of that video (laughs) because it was was too long. (laughs) But it honestly, it kind of reminds me of Scientology and some of these other cults where it is like that, you know, it's, like the whole premise of Scientology is that you keep going up these levels and you don't know what's next, but you know you need to keep paying and going up in order to get more and more and more information. Right. And spoiler alert, it's an alien named Xenu at the top. But you don't know that when you're in it because, or at least, you know, until it was really exposed for decades, people didn't know that the highest level was an alien, right. you know? Right. That's bizarre. I, I when I first moved to California, almost thirty years ago, I went to a fashion show at the Scientology. I didn't know. I didn't really know what that was or whatever. I just saw Isaac Hayes. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you know. So he was like, "Oh, you need to look into this." And I'm like, "No, whatever." And I guess I must have put my email on something or whatever. But do you know? Up until maybe three years ago. And mind you, I lived in California, so I didn't even put an address there. These people are still sending stuff to my mother's address in Atlanta for Scientology. Like, how did they get that? And my mom calls me. She's like, well, you know, she doesn't really know what it is. She knows that it's kind of weird. But she was like, what's going on here? I was like, mom, I, I'm not a Scientologist. I don't even know anything about it. I went to a fashion show there. 
almost. <laughs> I was doing something very chic. I was being a Leo with a Libra rising. Like <laughs> okay. so, Sun and Leo conjunct Venus, meeting Isaac Hayes. But you know, big deal. Yeah. I yeah, it's it's pretty weird. And you know, where I live here in North Hollywood, they built. It's really weird. They built this huge. I guess they call it a center or whatever. Center, center. It's yeah. Huge. I never ever ever see anybody around it it's crazy I don't, I don't understand it i don't understand it at all i've never seen anybody really outside or any i i lived in los angeles for three years and there are certain areas that you know where there are these mega scientology spaces you know there's the one that's on sunset boulevard there's the one on franklin right there's the one up by you in north hollywood they have these areas that are just these giant like institutional buildings, campuses, actually. Right, exactly. And yeah, it's like you, it's, it's so, it feels so eerie and so strange. But the truth is, is that it is a multi million, if not billion dollar business built around it. You know, it starts with that stress test. It literally starts with you taking it, you know, and on the subway in New York City, it's like you got the people on the 42nd Street subway being like, are you stressed out? And it's like, uh, duh, it's like <laughs> fucking Times Square during rush hour. Like, of course, I'm stressed out. But that is the hook. You know, are you stressed? And that's the hook of QAnon. Are you confused? Like, of course, you're confused. It's a fucking confusing time. There's no astrology or solution or tarot spread that is going to resolve that this is a very chaotic and confusing time. Right. And we have to learn, I think, you know, to, to make sure that we're not falling into this like cult mentality. We have to learn how to just be uncomfortable, you know? Exactly. And you know, and that, that feeling of being uncomfortable, it forces us to grow. These eight months of being kind of trapped at home, I've learned a lot about myself. I've also started new things that I've, that I've always wanted to do. So there is some, some good to come out of it, but it has been very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Yes. You know, I was just looking into another astrologer who has a very specific niche style of astrology that they practice. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. A different approach. And the next thing I knew, the posts that seemed like they were just, you know, informational suddenly started talking about the COVID hoax and the masks and the like oppression of wearing a mask. And I was just like, block, like get out of my fucking face with this. <laughs> oh like, <my> <laughs> like the, just how it's just so stupid, you know, it's so stupid and it's so rude and it's so arrogant and it's so disrespectful to the hundreds of thousands of people who have already died right. and to all of the families that have suffered from this. It's just, give me a fucking break with this. Furthermore, <laughs> it's like, we can allow that to be true that like, you know, it's, there's a horrible thing going on mm -hmm. and also see the, the strange magic that has happened in the past year where we have had to shift our lives so tremendously, which meant we had to shift our perspectives. Right. And both of those things can exist simultaneously. And it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about them because you, you want it to be like this or that, but it's not, it's all of it. You know, it's both something that has been atrocious and also something that has been really illuminating. Wow. That's a great way of looking at that for sure. And you know, Saturn being in the sign that it rules, 
it's all about teaching us lessons and totally going back to the whole thing of being uncomfortable there it is yeah and like if anyone wants to teach us about being uncomfortable it's fucking saturn like who's literally the glyph is like a man hunched over his cane you know there is no one who's more uncomfortable in the fucking celestial soap opera than saturn 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 has always been like like oh my back you know like saturn is gonna show us how to deal with those feelings of achy bones you know and i do think that when it moves into aquarius it's going to say all right here's here are some ways that we can alleviate it you know here's some things we can do about that exactly and once it moves off of the 29th degree which i've been harping on a little a lot i saw that i saw that i want let, let's talk about that a little bit sure well you know it went direct back this summer and went all the way back to 25 which is it was around 25 when we all kind of got shut down yep yeah so when it went direct now it's almost i think it's at 26 right now and of course we're about to be shut down again in some places especially here in la um a couple of places a couple, you know and new york too i think is it's it's definitely moving in that direction okay. okay so yeah we're going back to the 29th degree and what i believe about the 29th degree what we call the anoretic degree it's the most powerful degree in the zodiac and saturn is going to leave his footprint before he exits over into aquarius where he's still going to be in control because that's <laughs> a sign too you know but it's just going to be a, a bit of a different thing that we're dealing with. And the thing, you know, people aren't going to listen to me and Australia, not everybody anyway, if we had fallen in line once, you know, Saturn went retrograde, wore some masks, stopped, you know, crowding and all of that stuff, I don't think we would have been into, into the mess we're in right now. I really Well, no, we wouldn't because we have the rest of the world to look at, <laughs> to see the fact that, Yes, obviously, like this is a pandemic, which means that it is affecting everyone everywhere. But the United States, it's, it's, it has been in the top three of most fucked up since it started. You know, <laughs> as soon as it came here, it was already the winner of being the most fucked up, you know, because it was not actually addressed <laughs> you know yeah. it was swept under the rug like every other issue in the united states right is that we have this massive you know uh, and we're talking about sort of just the collective ideology not individual ideology but and for the collective ideology we have this hubris and this arrogance that says nothing's wrong here we're good. Right. Whereas every other country is like, we got to get our ducks in a row. Like we got to assemble and get organized. There's something really <laughs> bad coming. It's like the, the ethos of the United States is like, we're good. Right. Well, you know, not only that, you know, those other countries, like the, some of the Asian countries, the government is like, look, you have to stay in the house. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, United States, no, we're, we're not doing that. And that's why some people are like, you don't get to tell me to wear a mask. It's just the whole idea of being told okay, you have to do this. And that's a problem for some people, no matter what. It is, yeah. And this, and it really does go back to privilege, you know, and it goes back to supremacy. It goes back to white supremacy, I think, really, mm -hmm. if you trace it all the way down, because we're, you know, the, again, the United States ideology is really good at telling certain people what to do. Right. We've always been very good at that, but not good at, you know, but when it comes to the people in privilege, they don't want to be told what to do wow. because there always is this power dynamic, right? Uh -huh. the, the people in power, and I don't just mean the, 
I mean, the Karens of the world who are coming in being this little mask on my face. Don't I can't. I'm just trying to go to Walmart. <laughs> Wear a fucking mask. Like, get it together. <laughs> You're exactly right about that. It comes down to privilege, and I haven't even looked at it at that way. That's totally what it what is rooted in. Yeah, I I think it has to be because when you think, and and I'm glad that you mentioned these other countries and the Asian countries as an example, because their government structures are so different than ours and their histories are different. The relationship between what it means to be a citizen is different and what it means to be in a community is different. And there are certainly very deep problems, you know, there is no government that is perfect, but certainly ours is not either. And ours is proof of its imperfection. And it's also proof of its its ego and its lies and just the fact that it's it does not protect its citizens, you know? <laughs> right. And, and as the whole world watches now, I mean, what's going on in Washington? I mean, that's even further evidence of what you're saying. I mean, it is. It is. And let me get off the soapbox because I, you know, I can go there. But, you know, we'll, we'll keep our conversation light. if possible i am a capricorn ruled saturn 12 degrees (laughs) we we have to go there we have to and the reason you know i think that the reason it's important is because this is about you know it's about being uncomfortable at the end of the day and that saturn those saturn themes and as we move into the aquarius storyline and as we get into those squares we're gonna have to acknowledge some of this shit we're gonna have to learn how to talk about it we're gonna have to if we're going to heal now there are there's a real threat you know there's a real consequence but the fact that these QAnon people and these anti-mask people don't want to acknowledge the threat is proof of the fact that there's a problem right I mean it, it there is a problem and obviously it's been a problem for a long time but you know, these last couple of years, these last four years, it's it's been more comfortable for them to be out with it. You know what I mean? Yes. To kind of to kind of surface from from their nest with it. You know, to come out with it. So, yeah, I'm. It's unbelievable what is. It's it a lot is really coming to light. You know, and I think that as we as we just sort of cascade into the Pluto return of the United States, I, I, you know, something that does give me a lot of solace is that this is such an insane time to be alive right now and to be in this, in this particular country as it's, as it's preparing to do something that it's never done before. Right. Um, That we have to, you know, everyone who's conscious right now has got to be here for a reason. There are no coincidences in that. This is such an, extraordinary time to see things on unfold you know well i think that you know for the people that don't and i'm i don't want to come off as judging i think for the people that don't see that there are problems and things are about to change and they don't fall in line with the change this is going to make things harder for them and then in turn it can kind of make things harder for other people as well yeah it's a, it's difficult but i'm hopeful i'm hopeful too i'm hopeful too and i, I think aquarius really demands that of us right and the fact that, you know, I was reading somewhere that Jupiter and, and Saturn, they're going to go into Aquarius at the same time. It's kind of like the birth of a new king and the death of the old king. And it's more of, a, I guess, more of the reign or the leadership that we're dealing with. So the new, believe it or not, the new president, that situation is not going to be easy to fix. 
<laughs> you know, because we're it's really, really broken. So what do you, do you think that Biden is going to be assume the presidency? He will. Well, let me let me let me go back on that. I guess since he announced that he was going to run for president, looking at his transits, great transits, great transits, you know, transiting Jupiter, sextile of midheaven on election night. That's great. Even uh, Harris's, Kamala Harris's great transits. But I ended up looking at December the 14th, which is when the, elector the electoral votes are certified. Trump has very good transits on that day. And Biden's aren't as good. I don't know what that means, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, if there's going to be an eclipse, a solar eclipse in Sag. It's right on his moon. It's on his moon. He was born during the a lunar eclipse right. in Gemini Sag. So he's having his nodal, is he having his nodal return or opposition? Yes. He, yeah. Nodal return. Uh -huh. Nodal return. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, mm -hmm. is that Joe Biden and Kamala are both on that access too in their rising is that Joe Biden is, is a Sagittarius rising right. and Kamala is a Gemini rising. Right. So they are also participating very actively in the narrative too. And even though they're not having their nodal returns. Uh, Harris is actually. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I mean, it, it does look more like she would be president. Uh, sooner than later. I really think that's what this is all about. I mean, she well, her nodal return is in range. Her ascendant, I think, is 24. I can't remember. Either her, her north node is 24 or her ascendant is 24. But transiting north node is within range of all of that. I do think that there's something about her becoming the president is there. The, her midheaven is in Pisces, and the traditional ruler and the modern day ruler are greatly aspect. So I think that there's something really special about her going into this. So that's why yeah. I feel like Biden is going to eventually be the president. <laughs> but this whole fight, this whole historic thing that's happening, it's just unbelievable. You know, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's and. I have one more question. I mean, I have actually endless questions, but I have one question that's really been sort of tickling me recently because we've been on the other side of this now for a little, for a minute. And like, <laughs> what the fuck happened with Trump and COVID? What do you think that was? Well, you know, that's transit. He's having his uh, Saturn opposition. And mm -hmm. Saturn is all about consequences. Okay, well, you're not going to listen to me. You're going to tell the whole world not to listen to the science. I'm going to show you this. And it still didn't work, obviously. But I think mm -hmm. in some kind of way, that karmic energy there is just, it's, it's, it's going to. It's sitting there. It's going it, it has to. I, it's so, that is maybe if one of the weirdest things of 2020 is, is that it, weird full moon. It was like the, the first full moon in October, um, October 1st, Trump has COVID. And then it was like less than a week later, he's done. Right. It's it to me, it is so odd that narrative, and I just can't wrap my head around it because clearly that we don't have all the information. You know what I mean? Like it's so clear that there is something, it can't be that Trump's profile is someone who is so, you know, he is in a demographic with his age, 
with his weight, with his quality of life mm -hmm. that would make him very vulnerable to this virus. And obviously he got the best care in the entire world. That they gave the him some amazing, what, but what they gave him, clearly if, they, if he had it, what they gave him, they should clearly be giving everybody, right? Because right. if he recovered in four, fucking four days, then why isn't that available to the public? Well, that, that goes all the way back to why um, this whole crisis is more, you know, more hitting the, the minorities than anybody because they, they don't have privy to that kind of health care. And whatever, right. whatever they gave him, I'm not going to give that to everybody, not, not just yet, you know, but when you're the president. But they the clearly know how to, how to fix it. Right. If he did have it, they know how to make someone recover in record speed, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah, I think he definitely had it. And I just think that they, they threw everything at the wall to see what stuck. And fortunate for him, it stuck. And, you know, his, his sixth house ruler is still in opposition. Saturn is still in opposition to that. And it's been that way for quite a while. You know, and sixth house has to do with your health. It does. So I still feel like that even if, even if he healed from that, I just still think that there's going to be some complications ahead. And there's a lot going on with him that we, they're not going to tell us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not. And, and there's, and of course, there's the great conjunction and its relationship with presidential deaths, which is just interesting. Death of the new king, <laughs> death of the old king, birth of the new. And I, you know, yeah. astrology, I never talk about that kind of stuff because that's, that's not what astrology is about. You know, maybe I shouldn't have said no. that. No. <laughs> 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 well, mum's the word on that, but right. <laughs> we don't, right, we don't want this beautiful little astrology podcast to suddenly no longer be around right but it's, right we are basically you know watching the most dramatic soap opera of the cosmos unfold in real time before our very eyes absolutely and it is it is wild it is a wild thing to be witness to and i have to say that i'm really grateful for having been connected with you exactly when I did, because I do find a deep comfort in your posts, in your interpretations. And even coming into this podcast recording, I knew without having spoken to you yet in person, mm -hmm. that we were going to have a wonderful conversation that it was going to be just a, 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 a like a true brainstorm share. <laughs> and I could tell by the way that you talk about astrology, you know, it, uh, it speaks volumes to open mindedness and character and like their ability to experiment and explore and be creative and have fun. And I think that the language that we'll see more and more the stratification between mm -hmm. those astrologers who are trying to use astrology for manipulative purposes and those who are genuinely trying to look at the world from a different point of view. Right. Wow. Well, thank you. You know, my Venus conjunct the sun is like all over the place. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and what, what house is your sun Venus conjunction in? I'm 11th house. Oh, cool. So no wonder on the internet, I'm like, he's my friend. Oh, wait, like, <laughs> 11th house too? No, I'm 8th house son. Eighth but, house okay. but your 11th house son is like, you know, makes you a very relatable and lovely social media figure. Exactly. And I, I have more, you know, the Venus conjunctus. I mean, along with the fact that I'm very vain, I try not to be, but you know, I connect, <laughs> I connect more with more females and friendships than I do anything. So wait, one more question. Sure. Your two accounts, not the ones that are the 
fake scammer ones, but Psychic <laughs> Wayne versus Bruce Wayne. Tell us about the two accounts. Right. Well, Psychic Wayne one is what I call my professional account. And it is. It's linked to my site, which is psychicwayne1.com. Now, this is an interesting story. My Bruce Wayne, Bruce uh, underscore Wayne 11, that was my personal account. I never, this was years, maybe back in 2012, 13, I was always reluctant to put astrology stuff on there because I was like, yeah, people are not going to be into it. But once I started to do it, I saw that, oh, okay, it's okay. So it ended up being kind of my main account. And then I take the, the information from there and I send it over to my business account without the ratchetness. You know I could be a little ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's where you clean it up. Right. So the professional one, it's, it's, it's got that stuff. But like, we can get a little ratchet there. I love that. I'm inspired by that. I love that there's a place where you could just throw it all out. And then there's like the, okay, and what's the edited version of this? Like, what's the more polished one? Right. <laughs> a better collective, you know, so I won't be so ratchet looking. So, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so funny. Well, I, I'm following both. I love both. I feel like they, I think you're right. I mean, they do both have a different energy and I haven't been able to put my finger on what it is, <laughs> but I know that a Bruce Wayne post is going to be very different from a psychic Wayne post. Right. Right. And, and, you know, on, on occasion, I'll slip a little, little bit over there, but the real raunch, I mean, it's not really raunch, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just not as professional. On Bruce well, well, the thing that kills me about your account it's when you repost these ridiculous political memes that people make and then your comments on them crack me the fuck up where you're like, I'm, I'm taking names here. Like, <laughs> who did this? I know. And you know, that's the thing. I, I, I like to see like your post. I love because it's fun and I relate. You know, I know astrology and it's just like that. Your, your, your posts are so spot on when you do the little comedy thing with, with that. So I love to see that kind of thing. And I like to put it out there too. We, we all need to laugh and have a little fun. You know what I we mean? We do. It's so important. It's so important. And, and your reactions, I swear, like your reactions to these are, are funnier than the memes itself. Like you, <laughs> like <laughs> you coming in with like that, I'm telling on everybody, like <laughs> you're all like, like, it really reminds me of that, you know, when the whole classroom just starts acting rowdy and then the teacher <laughs> comes in and is like what happened in here y'all are out of control i'm telling <laughs> yeah i'm telling i'm telling <laughs> i love it i love it it really cracks me up so i i look forward to them they are they are such sparks of joy in this crazy pizza hut q chaotic world we live in <laughs> thank you so much it's been such a pleasure connecting with you so we will go over to these accounts and follow you um it is what are the remind us of the handles again sure psychic wayne one is my um professional instagram account and then my personal which has the astrology stuff too is bruce underscore wayne one one <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you so much okay thank you